Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do, Nat. And this week we are talking how to be more active. Yes. Which seems like not the right time of year because it is, it should be getting colder. Right. But don't let that stop you guys. We're going to be talking about the four types of movement, which I found very interesting. How to incorporate more movement into your lifestyle and how to have a healthy relationship with activity, which I think is very important to talk about because we can, you know, I feel like. TikTok culture, whatever can get you feeling like you need to be doing the most. Yeah. And, and that you really can don't. actually be detrimental. You really don't need to you be doing the You can set yourself most. back. Yes. Actually. And then at the end of the episode, we're playing a crowd favorite, Fuck Mary Kill. Are we doing Fuck Mary Kill? Yeah. That's what I have. Oh. What are I'm, you doing? What, what I are, thought we just did Fuck Mary Kill. I guess not. Well, we can do it again. We're going to do it again. It's fuck, Mary Kill. All right. Um, I, I think of one. Okay. Oh, me too. And also, you guys, remember, you can always write into the show with episode requests at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram. Love a DM. Am I doing this right pod? Yes. Or follow us because we love it. Yeah. We had a very, had a very hectic way. And do you want to introduce the um, wine and then I can oh, yeah, yeah. talk about Kind of well, also, you know it's a it's a French wine. Oh, it's so, a French so wine. So you might want to, because I don't know the pr- pronunciation. Oh no, no, I can't do it. Oh no. Okay, it's a white. It's a white. I okay. know that. Fair. It says Henri de Viamont. I love that. I don't know what that means. Okay, that's about all I can read. Fabulous. So, good luck, everyone. We'll link it in the show notes if you guys want to pick up a bottle. Because <laughs> yeah. it might be amazing. We don't know. I know. Well, uh, while Natalie pours, I'll explain. At a very hectic time here, this is a new studio that we're recording at because our last studio was run by a sociopath. Oh, my God. By a sociopath. Not our... Okay. Sorry. We, Two studio. We've been through a lot of studios of the past few weeks. Yeah. We've, we had our place that we were going. It shut down. We loved it. We tried somewhere new. We were like, it's going to be fine. Um, it was run by a sociopath. Spoiler alert. It was not fine. It was not fine. No. There uh, were some red flags the first time. Yeah. The and first, we were like, oh, we'll stick it out. So the guy running the studio is misogynistic asshole. Oh, yeah. Just and he, to put it into... And he's also like... Yeah, I'm like a stand-up comedian too, and like red flag, red flag, red flag. With his like Justin Bieber like (laughs) earrings and backwards hat. This man's like 45. (laughs) And yeah, basically at our last recording, we had multiple altercations (laughs) with this man, in which made it we could not go back. We walked out. We said we cannot go back. Never going back. So we're at a new place, which I got a little lost on my way here. But so far, so good, you guys. It's Mercury retrograde. That it is makes not sense. that's not an excuse for that man though. Oh, the hell man needs to no. be. No, I mean, if we had citizens lost? arrest for this episode, oh, citizens arrest on that man. Period. Not even for this episode in general. Should we just give one example as to what we're saying? Yeah, we'll just do. The, we'll do the seafood one. Oh, that's, okay. You know, yeah. that's fair. Well, we could do any of them. Really, there were so many. But basically, one of the times he asked me, I don't even know why he was asking me this. I don't know how we got on this topic, but. <laughs> Go on. He was like, so what type of food do you like? 
And I was like, uh, like Mexican food's my favorite. And he goes, do you like uh, seafood? And I was like, no. Yeah, and I backed up like, oh, yeah, Natalie doesn't like Don't seafood. Don't like seafood. He's like, well, have you had good seafood? I'm like, yes. I have had very good seafood, and I don't like it. And then he just kept asking me. So, well, have you had scallops? Have you had scallops? And she was like. I was like, I have had scallops in New Orleans at a very nice place. I didn't like, I like, didn't like as them. if I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I don't what know. Ceviche. It like, I don't like know what ceviche is. <laughs> well, it, that's really good when it's fresh. And then he was like, well, you should go to this restaurant and then ask for my name. And they'll hook, and, you, and they'll up. hook you up. And we were just like, Ugh. And this is like the, my, there was a worse incident that happened with him, but this was on top of, of and we were just like, <sighs> God. And I just and he kept going, he and Natalie was like, about- "I do not like <laughs> seafood." It was like five minutes, <laughs> and then he was mad at us because we he had to we turn had the chairs. We had an email them ahead of time as to what our seating degrees. arrangement was going to be. Which, by the way, spoiler alert, is two seats, like it's two chairs. Two chairs. He was like, "Well, Move do you want them. them turned in or turned out?" And then I he's have like, to know "This wastes so much of my time." And I don't then it comes in your minutes, right? <laughs> and then just like. Talks about fucking nothing for 10 minutes. Ask me why I don't like ceviche. Shut the fuck up, sir. And then there was a worse thing he did that I don't even want to talk about because it makes me so angry to even think it about. It was really enraging. It makes me even just so angry to talk about. So anyways, sorry for our bad vibes this morning, but we're here. We're at a new place. We yeah. like it. Yes. We're excited. They're not assholes. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So Natalie, let's get into the episode. Okay. The How to Be Active episode. Yes. And why we chose it. Um, okay. We want to do a quick little disclaimer uh, that this episode, it's not about weight loss. It's not about changing your body. It's not about calorie. It's nothing like that. A healthy mental relationship with movement is really important. And after this episode, we hope you can see movement as something that is simple and feels good. And it's not a tool used for punishment. I think that's really important. Yeah. Because then it takes all the fun out of it. Too. Yeah. Like yeah. if you change your mindset about it, it's like, actually, this is like, feels good. It's not punishment. No. It's actually a way of like self-love. Yes. Also, okay, this sounds so dumb. What? I just realized what self-care is. I just really figured it out. Okay, wait, what, what? Because, is it not what I think it is? Well, I hate, you know how it's just like such an, it's now it's like a marketing Yeah, term. it's like mm-hmm. a buzzword, like mm-hmm. use a face mask. And so I've always been like, what even like really is it? And you meant face mask as in like a, um, like a sheet mask. Yeah, I don't, but I just want to make sure that. Yeah. Like, face like mask now has a different meeting. Yes. yes okay. But I realized, oh, this taking care so of yourself. Dumb. Taking care of yourself as if I was taking care of a friend. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if one of my friends was like, I'm having the worst day ever, like, da 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 da, then I would say, you know what? Go to the fucking mall, get a boba. Like, that's how, because I never understood how things like that was like self care. Yeah. I always thought it meant more like, Skin care. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. see, that's where I used to get frustrated where it was like self care was like, yes, it's, it can like, be a bubble bath. Right. But it can also be like getting your hair done is self care. I'm like, is it? It, it can be, but right. also I think simply like nourishing yourself or checking in on your needs and then like fulfilling them. Literally, yes. like sleeping could be yeah. self care. No, you know literally. What I mean? Yeah. So like it's not just bubble baths and face masks. Right. So I just figured that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, because oftentimes when we think of movement, we associate it with like sweat-inducing workouts at the gym, but it can take a number of forms and there's no one-size-fits-all approach. In fact, all types of movement are beneficial for our bodies and our minds. According to the University of Colorado Boulder, here are just a few of the benefits of moving your body. Number one, releases endorphins and helps relieve stress, allows us to take a break from everyday challenges and responsibilities, helps emotions move through our bodies. That's a big one. That's when I go to my boxing class. Oh my God. If I'm feeling angry or frustrated, I go to that boxing class. I swear to God, that punching bag has been ex-boyfriends. It's been <laughs> teachers. It's been, you know, whatever my career. I just also, do you ever it. Do you ever do like yoga stretches? in your hips and then you cry. No, but I hear that all the time and I want that to happen. Oh God. I was stretching this morning and I thought, I hope I cry. I love crying, you guys, oh, by the way. Yes, you really does. I love a cry. No, sometimes I get a good cry in or if, oh, the worst is if you do like a heart opener, like you put a block behind And you your like, back. yeah, push your chest to oh, the sky. One time I was at a yoga class with my cousin, Carrie, and it was like a hip thing followed by a, a heart opener. And I laid there and I was like, I hate myself. <laughs> Oh, God. But then I was able to, like, Move work through it. <laughs> but it really came up. I was like, wow, so I hate myself. Interesting. <laughs> we worked through it. It also provides an outlet for self-expression, and it strengthens the connection we have with our bodies. Movement is a tangible and accessible coping mechanism for all abilities, fitness levels, and ranges of mobility. It can also be a great outlet to meet people, build community, and find support in tough times. You know what? Mm. At my Pilates class today, this girl, I don't know her name. I should because she's part of my quote-unquote community. It was her 2,000th class. Wow. They brought in balloons and stuff. It was really sweet. 2,000? 2,000th class. That's impressive. I know. I was like, good for her. Okay, you want to get into some recommendations for activities? Yes. Well, according to the American Heart Association, you should get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity aerobic activity or 75 minutes per week of vigorous aerobic activity or a combination of both, preferably spread throughout the week. And that's just 21 minutes of activity per day. You yeah. know, and we're going to say this a lot. A walk. Really? Literally go for a walkie around the blocky. A walkie. <laughs> but I know we just brought up like aerobic activity. And actually what I found through researching this episode is that there are four types of movement. Oh, yes. I don't really know about this. So I'm excited. And I know, okay, you said aerobic. So there's aerobic. Uh-huh. There's balance. There's strength and there's flexibility. Right. And we're going to break down each of them and how you can incorporate these four types into your day. The first one being aerobic exercise. Mm -hmm. So aerobic exercise provides cardiovascular conditioning. So the term aerobic actually means with oxygen, okay. which means that breathing controls the amount of oxygen that can make it to the muscles to help them burn fuel and move. So the benefits of aerobic exercise is that it improves the cardiovascular conditioning, decreases the risk of heart disease, lowers blood pressure, improves lung function, and decreases the resting heart rate. Okay. So my, I'm not going to lie, kind of one of my like little flexes was that my resting heart rate was that, that of an athlete. Uh -huh. And then I didn't 
work out or I didn't really move for a month. It was like after we had COVID and then I just really took some time off, which was necessary, but it went up. Yeah. And I was like, wow. That's why they call it like training and conditioning and everything because yeah you but like train it back you if you don't use it you lose it yeah which i learned yeah so some lower impact aerobic exercises include swimming cycling using an elliptical trainer walking literally going outside and walking around the block rowing those are some Examples of low impact, some examples of higher impact aerobic exercises include running, jumping rope, performing high impact routines, or step aerobics like with a little step a thing. Little you know what? I'm a low, I'm a low impact gal. Oh, I love a low impact you know, moment. I knees, do. I can be a no. runner sometimes. I was no. running for a while. That's when my heart rate was like, I was like, am I Serena Williams? <laughs> you know, I really wanted to be a runner and it's terrible out, on your joints. Oh my God. It hurt my joints so bad. And I was like, nah, this is just like part of it. And then my doctor was like, your ligaments are so loose around your ankles and knees. Like you need to stop. Yeah. So, but that's when you hit the low impact That's when you go for a swim and I say, hey, or a walk. I'm going to walk. Call it a day. Well, the American Heart Association recommends that everyone reach a minimum of 30 minutes of some form of cardiovascular exercise five to seven days per week. This can be broken up to 10-minute time periods. Mm -hmm. So this means like taking three walks of 10 minutes each would let you reach that recommended minimum guideline for reducing the risk of heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, and high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Lunch break. Take a little walk around the block. Yeah. Before dinner, take a little walk around the block. 10 minutes. You got a dog. Right. If you have an animal, this makes it, makes it, a, it lot a lot easier. easier. I will I will say that. So, yeah. so how can we start to kind of like incorporate being more aerobic? So you can start with, like we were saying, five, 10 minute walk every day, a few times a week. You know, you can start, you can start slow. And as you build up more energy, you can take more than one short walk a day. You can walk a little longer each time, you know easy buildup. You can take a really long walk one day, maybe a shorter one the other. Because remember, it's cumulative. Right. You just had to get to, I mean, this is just per the American Heart Association. Right. And when you feel ready, do more aerobic activity. When you've reached a certain level, like increasing your daily walk from 15 to 25 minis, you can challenge yourself by walking faster, going for a longer walk, 35 minutes, 45 minutes, throw on a podcast. Listen to us. Our podcast. Yes. (laughs) Listen to this. If you're listening, immediately put on your headphones, get your little buns outside, and uh, walk you around the block. Yeah. Okay. The second one you said was balance, right? Yes. Balance training involves doing exercises that strengthen the muscles that keep you upright, including your legs and core. So these kinds of exercises can improve stability and help prevent falls. Which is like... That is a big thing for when you get older. When you get older, like people bite the fucking dust. One fall. One fall, game over. Yeah. So there are a lot of benefits, right? Now, yes. So a 2019 mini review of multiple studies found that in younger and older adults, balance exercise helped improve mobility, reaction time, balance, strength, agility, and a general quality of life. It also reduces the risk of lower extremity injuries, such as knee and ankle injuries, improves 
proprioception, which is the ability to know where you are in space, and it improves posture. So I guess when you get older, your proprioception goes down. So like, oh, I'm fucked. And I'm like, that, I already don't do not really know. know where you are in space. Yeah, I don't really know. For I guess me. that's when they kind of like people run into things, you know, like yeah. older people like run into the. Oh, I've been doing that since I came out the. They womb. don't even know how close they are to an object. Yeah. Well, I don't have any spatial, you know, <laughs> me and spatial awareness doesn't work out for me. <laughs> okay. So how often should you balance train? Yeah. Balance exercises. They can be done every day or as many days as you like and as often as you like. Preferably, according to the American Heart Association, older adults at risk of falls should do balance training three or more days a week and do standardized exercises from a program demonstrated to reduce falls. Okay. So how do we do it, though? Like, how do you do it? Well, you actually can just do some balance training right now. So you can stand with your weight on one leg and rise the other leg to one side or behind you. You know, like literally stand just on stand, one leg. Just stand, yeah. Like a flamingo. I will say I'm a new skier. I've been skiing, oh, you guys. Right. And I was but doing... not on snow. Oh, on carpet. Yeah. And we'll get into that. But I've been doing... I did that this morning. I was on one ski and I had oh. to lift one. And then I'm, I'm skiing on a carpet. And then I'd go on one and lift the other one. So, wow. Hey, you're you practicing your balancing. I was. Good for you. You can also put your heel right in front of your toe like you're walking on a tightrope. Okay. You can stand up and sit down from a chair without using your hands, which I know sounds like not like a big deal, but when you get older, yeah. being able to get up and down out of a chair. I just went to Norman Lear's 100th birthday party. He's 100 years old, yeah. and this man's in and out of a chair without assistance. Well, and his secret, yoga and wine. Well. Right? Yeah, so we'll get into that. Oh, okay. Because you can also train your balance walking while alternating knee lifts with each step, also doing tai chi or yoga. So that's uh -huh. why this man can get out of a chair at 100 years old. Uh-huh. You can also use equipment like a BOSU ball, which is like that inflatable dome on top of like a circular platform, which challenges your balance. Yeah. You can kind of like stand on that and they make utilize us do that. that. At Pilates. Yeah. So that just helps you. Or you can do virtual skiing, like what I'm doing. Or you can get pulled over for a DUI. And they'll True. Have you, <laughs> you can test your balance then, which might not have be you the do time the little you walk, the walk down the line. <laughs> this is also DUI training. <laughs> All right, so there's also strength training, which is also known as weight training, resistance training, and muscular training. The general definition of strength training is any physical movement in which you use your body weight or equipment, so that's like dumbbells, resistance bands, stuff like that, to build muscle mass, strength, and endurance. And, you know, there's some bennies, one being increased muscle mass. It naturally decreases with age, but strength training can help reverse that trend. You can get stronger bones because strength training increases bone density and reduces the risk of fractures. Also, joint flexibility. It helps your joints stay flexible and can reduce symptoms of arthritis. And it's been found to be a legitimate treatment option or add-on treatment to quell symptoms of depression, according to a meta-analysis of 33 clinical trials published in JAMA Psychiatry in June of 2018. Okay, so how often do we do the strength training? 
Well, it's really up to you. So according to Healthline, if you are a beginner, start with two to three days per week of strength training, which is like a full body session, do your arms, do your legs, some squats. If you're more intermediate, that can be three to four days per week of strength training. And you could split up the workout by like upper, you know, they're like upper body, lower body days, leg days. And then if you're advanced and we're talking, you want to be a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. which if you want to do that, this isn't the podcast for you. Okay. <laughs> right. We're not getting you there. We're like, go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do like four to five days per week of strength training. And like an advanced exerciser might structure their week with like three days on and yeah. one day off. And and so you can really, ch- it's a choose your own adventure in yeah. terms of strength training, but it does build muscle math, muscle math, muscle math, muscle mass, <laughs> stronger bones, flexibility, and apparently treats depression. So how can we start to strength train that. Okay. Well, before you start strength training, you really want to consider warming up with, guess what? A walk. A walkie. <laughs> or some other aerobic activity for like five or 10 minutes because cold muscles are more prone to injury than warm muscles. That's why people work out in sweats. I never oh, figured yeah. that out. Like it's because you're trying to keep your muscles warm. Is that why people wear like plastic bags to run around the fucking track? They do? Yeah. Like football players at high school would like wear a plastic bag and like. Oh, maybe. Yeah. To sweat more or something. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think, you're, think they're trying to keep their muscles warm. Oh, okay. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know what they were ever doing. Um, but there's some different types of resistance training. So. This includes free weights, so that utilizes classic strength training tools like dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells, all of the bells. There's medicine balls, sandbags, you know, anything like weighted like that. There's the weight machines. So those are the devices at the gym. They have like I adjustable seats with handles. It makes it, I feel like I'm so intimidated by free weights, but then like the oh, little. Oh, really? Yeah, but then the little like machines where it's like gives the little demo and it's like, oh, I just have to like kick my legs out. Oh my gosh. Love those. I <laughs> used to love going to the gym and doing the like squat, yeah. like chair because I can squat, like I can push out crazy amount of weight. Oh, wow. So I would just, I felt like I was very impressive. I'm impressed by that. I think somehow it was like helping me, honestly, (laughs) but I really thought I was great at it. Um, There's also resistance bands. Those are like those huge rubber bands that provide resistance when they're stretched and they're portable too. So you can bring those, like if you bring them to your hotel room or whatever, you can put them around your ankles, do a little side to side walk or whatever. And that provides continuous resistance throughout your movement. There's also suspension equipment. So that's a training tool that uses gravity and the user's body weight to complete various exercises. That's like a TRX. I love the TRX. I have a love-hate with TRX. Really? I love doing the like body weight uh, push-ups. Yeah. I love it until my neck starts to hurt. Oh, I feel like it hurts my neck sometimes. You're like, you probably just are tensing it while you're doing it. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's like when I, f- like the push-ups are fine. It's like doing the- The flies. The like rows and stuff oh, where it's like you're, you have you're to like, like yeah, yeah, strains my neck. And then also just simply you can use your own body weight. So you can just do a squat, a push-up, a chin-up, really anything. I've, I oh. have never done a chin-up in my life. I wonder if I could. <sighs> They're so hard. I know they are. I don't even know where I would be able to try do to do one. Do you remember the presidential fitness test? Was that a thing in private school or no? Mm, no, 
we didn't have to do that. Oh, I don't man. think we had to do that. We had we to run had, the mile. Like You didn't have to run the mile? No, we did. Oh. We had to run the mile, but... I don't think we had to do a presidential fitness test. Oh, every year they made us do the presidential fitness test. Did you have test. to do chin-ups? Yes. <laughs> you had to attempt to do one. I never did it. There was one girl in my class, Gabby, I remember. She did one and everybody was like, oh my God. That's impressive. You had to climb a rope. Oh no, we you didn't have to You had to touch your that. toes. That one I killed. <laughs> you had to put your hand behind your back. Oh. Really dumb shit. <laughs> but hey, the president required it. Wow. I know. Um, Okay, next was what, flexibility? Yeah, flexibility training. So flexibility training involves activities that aim to stretch your muscles until they're loosened up, until your body becomes limber. Let's just say that. So these exercises may not improve your endurance or strength, but being flexible gives you more freedom of movement for other exercises as well as for your everyday activities. It may also help you avoid discomfort when combined in a space for a long period of time, like, you know, a long meeting or a plane flight. I love a stretch. I love I a stretch. Love you guys, flexibility. YouTube stretch videos. I know. Those are the way. You I did I one was, this morning. You know what I was thinking? I'm not even kidding. This morning, I was doing a little stretchy after Pilates, and I was like, oh, this feels so good. And then I thought, tomorrow, when we get to Austin, in the hotel, we should do a stretch. Can we play but, mine? My 15-minute stretch yes, video? Yes, absolutely. I love her. I want to get to the hotel, stretch immediate. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Ugh. Because there are a lot of benefits of flexibility training. There sure <laughs> are. Number one, it allows greater freedom of movement and improved posture. It increases physical and mental relaxation, releases muscle tension and soreness, reduces the risk of injury, increases muscle blood flow, and improves your ability to do daily activities. But how often do we do this? Healthy adults should do flexibility exercises. This is like stretches, yoga, tai chi for all major muscle tendon groups. Neck, shoulders, chest, trunk, lower back, hips, legs, and ankles at least two to three times a week. And for optimal results, you should spend a total of 60 seconds on each stretching exercise. So if you can hold a particular stretch for 15 seconds, repeating it three more times would be ideal. And if you could hold it for 20 seconds, two more repetitions would do the trick. So only 60 seconds to stretch that thing out. And why? It just feels so good. It feels so good. It hurts so good. What's your favorite stretch? Obviously, I love the spinal twist where you lay down and then you bring the leg over and you kind of crack your back in the... the Oh, that's not my favorite. What? I feel like that is like... I, I can't wait for that one. Oh, see, I can't wait for a for a hamstring hip stretch. Uh, yeah, I love I love um I love a pigeon hip flexors. Yeah, a pigeon stretch. Pigeon. Oh, my favorite. So yeah, we were just saying, how do you do flexibility training if you're listening and you don't know? Well, stretches those stretch videos. Literally type into YouTube stretch stretch video or uh like nighttime stretch. You can it's like a choose your own stretch adventure. You know? Yeah. You can do like morning stretch nighttime stretch and there's like different getting ready for bed yeah. stretch <laughs> or there's some of them that are in bed they're oh, like crazy. stretch before getting out of bed and I'm like hey why not yoga also just hit up YouTube yoga with Adrian I YouTube. love yoga oh, with Adrian she's my favorite I want to like invite her to Thanksgiving or something I know oh she lives in Austin doesn't she she does <gasps> let's find her oh my gosh Natalie and I are going to Austin this yeah. weekend <laughs> Also Pilates and basically just like 
forward bends. Like, like you can just like touch your reach toes. Reach for your toes. <laughs> honestly, you're sitting there. Reach for. Oh, also, if you're sitting in your chair, a little figure four situation. You know, love that. Love uh, that for you. Love that. So now that we know how to be active and all four ways of being active, it's not just for our physical health. There actually is a correlation between mental health and movement. Mm-hmm. So shifting our focus and energy to activities that make us feel good, relieve stress, and allow us to create a deeper connection with our body can help us to cultivate a more positive relationship with movement. It's also important to remember that all forms of movement count towards your physical activity. So going for walks, practicing yoga, bird watching, and other low-impact activities share many of the same benefits as intense workouts. Hmm. So how do we evaluate our relationship with movement? So the University of Colorado Health and Wellness Department says, while physical activity can benefit our mental health in many ways, it can also have a dark side. In some cases, we may use exercise as a way to exert control over our bodies, alter our appearance, or use it to determine what we are allowed to eat. So an example of a healthy, intuitive relationship with movement is one that helps you feel connected with your body, makes you feel stronger, more flexible, have greater endurance. It allows for rest days and sick days. It helps you relieve stress and is something that you enjoy. It can move down on your priority list It's responsive to your needs. It includes different types of movement, and it's respectful of your body's limits. Ooh, yeah. But let's get into some of the harmful. Yeah, so examples of potentially harmful relationship with movement is an attitude of it's all or nothing. It allows for very few or no rest days. It must meet certain requirements to quote-unquote count. It doesn't include breaks or time off for sick days or injuries. It feels like something you have to do or expected to do. It takes priority over other things in your life like relationships, rest, socializing. It causes you to feel upset or anxious if you miss a workout. And it determines what you are allowed to eat based on activity level or calories burned. Another way to build a more positive relationship with movement is to make it fun. Not only will you be more likely to engage in healthy movement, but it will also be easier to make it part of your routine if it's something that brings you joy, improves your mood, or helps you de-stress. So you can ask yourself, do you prefer to exercise alone or with other people? Do you prefer indoor activities or outdoor activities or both? What is your current fitness level and how do you want to feel afterward? Do you want to feel calm, energized, relaxed, motivated? That's a big one for me, actually, is like, how do I want to feel after? And I think that's why I started doing Pilates a lot more because after... You are a Pilates girl. I will say every single time I talk to you, you say the word Pilates. I go every single day. You're like, I just went to Pilates, Pilates, Pilates. I'm like, Natalie is is Pilates. What else do I do? I stay, I work at home or I'm at Pilates or CVS. I I love it for you. Like you really love it. And I know that because I'm not kidding. Every single conversation, I wait for it. I go, when is she going to say it? And you're like, so when I was at Pilates. Take a shot. Okay. Start this episode over. Take a shot. You already said it like three or four times. Because it's the only activity I do. I don't do anything else. But I know. Because guess what? None of of the rest of it is enjoyable. 
Because I afterwards, know. I leave and I'm like, oh, my joints hurt. I don't feel good. I'm really sweaty. And I leave oh. Pilates and I'm like, wow, I am stretched out and I feel fantastic. No, I love Pilates. I used to go to the, your, the Pilates studio that you yeah. go to. I went for like three years religiously. Did you ever go to with Chrissy? I don't remember. I haven't been in a while. Um, (laughs) So can you think of any type of movement or activity that fits within those answers that Corinne just went through? Remember, this doesn't mean that you have to be sweating and out of breath at the end. So some examples could include our number one favorite, having a solo solo dance dance party. party. You can play with a pet. Like actually, Zeppelin really does love when I just like chase him around the house. That I would never some, do that for Archie. Really? I'll throw his toy, but I'm not going to chase him. Oh, Zeppelin <laughs> loves when I chase him. And then I'll like grab his toy and throw it. And then he wants me to like chase him to get it. Aw, you know, my, I'm getting some aerobic exercise, okay? <laughs> um, if you've got kids or roommates, you can play um, like Twister, charades. You can make it a game. <gasps> Twister. Remember Twister? That would be a good flexibility exercise. I forgot about Twister. I feel like as an adult, that could get all kinds of weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Gardening. Mm -hmm. My mom's a big gardener, and she's actually kind of (laughs) jacked. Seriously. (laughs) She doesn't do anything but garden. Doing chores, bowling, playing basketball, kickball, baseball, kind of just like any sort of game with your friends. You can go shopping, which is a ton of walking. Go to a theme park. I actually just went to Disneyland recently, and by the end, we looked, and we had walked over 11 miles, and we did not even think about it twice. That makes sense. You were literally on your feet all All day day. at a theme park. Just walking. So, you guys, that's our episode, and we hope you learned more about how to be more active, the benefits of living an active lifestyle, and how to have a healthy relationship with movement. Yeah. So Natalie, shall we circle back on this wine that we're drinking this episode, which is, you did a good job at pronouncing it. Let me look at it again. Henri de Viamont. Love that. Something, and it's just white. Okay. Do you want to intro our hottie? I will intro our hottie. Our hottie of the week is Lily Reinhardt. Love her. And we picked her because she actively speaks on having a healthy relationship with her body and has said, quote, I'm trying to nurture my body with a healthy workout routine, but not overdoing it. I'm not pushing myself past my limits. And that was one of the key things to a healthy relationship. So yeah. We love that. We love that she speaks publicly about it too. Yes. Because it is very, I think it's a very like media-driven thing to be like, P90X, you know, when really, like we've learned from Norman Lear at 100 years old, let me just stretch it out a little bit. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. <laughs> that's all you really gotta do. Okay, so one to Lily Reinhardt. I have my, I don't like it. Oh my God. I was going to say Lily out of Lily. No way. Really? Yep. I love it. That is crazy. I took one sip and was like, not for me. <gasps> what, what do we do? Oh, my God. I was going to give it like a five. I'm giving it a ten. I love it. Seven and a half. Seven and a yeah. half. Okay, so it's a seven and a half out of Lily Reinhardt. All right. We will link it in the show notes if you want to pick up a bottle and let us know what you guys think. I would be very curious if people picked it up where they would land on the scale. All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week, it's Fuck, Mary Kill. Fuck, Mary Kill. Do you want to go first or want me to go first? Yeah, because honestly, maybe I'll make it a little bit harder. 
Okay, so I was going to do Ted Lasso characters <gasps> because you're like currently very obsessed with one of them. But I'm <sighs> like, I think it might be too easy, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. So fuck Mary Kill. If you guys don't watch Ted Lasso, you should. It's so cute. Yeah. Ray Kent. Oh, that's kind of hard. Ted Lasso. Jamie Tart. Oh, dang. That's easy. Well, it seems easy. Okay. I don't want to kill any of them. Okay, fair. I guess, you know, after season two, I feel bad about killing Jamie Tart. But I guess I have to kill Jamie Tart. You do. Because I can't kill Ted. No. And there's no fucking way I'm killing Roy. No. That's my baby daddy. So the question is, do I fuck Roy or do I marry him? Yeah. The thing about me is I think I'm going to have to marry him because he gives off Scorpio energy. Ted's too I don't see you actually nice. with Ted. Yeah, he's too so sweet. I so would just, marry Ted. You would do great with Ted. Yeah. I would do great with Roy, though. Yeah, I see that for you. So I'm going to marry Roy. I guess I'll fuck Ted. <laughs> It'll be very um, vanilla. It'll but be You nice. wouldn't feel bad about It'll yourself be very, at like, the end. You wouldn't, Norman like, feel Rockwell. gross or anything. Yeah. You'd be like, that was okay. Yeah, he'd be, he'd probably get me breakfast the next day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mine's war- Mine's lame. Mine is also pretty easy, I think. Apps, main course, dessert. We're talking about food. Okay. I thought you meant apps. I thought you meant phone apps. No, no, no. Okay. Appetizers, main courses, dessert. That's actually hard. Okay. Whoa. Kill main course. I would kill main course too. Kill main course. Fuck dessert, marry apps. Appetizers. Yep. Yep. I I will say like sometimes I'll eat so much of the appetizer. I don't even want my meal when it comes. Half the time I just want all the appetizers. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like thinking about Mexican food, like chips and salsa, chips and guac, you know, whatever, queso. Like I could just, I'll just eat that. And then by the time my tacos come, I'm like, I'm good. Also, I love anything with a dip. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it's so satisfying. It never disappoints. It's actually kind of what you want more. Yes. You want to eat more of it. And because also you get more variety because you're like, there's little bites of everything. Yeah. Whereas you, it's not like this big old, like yeah, a chicken. The, the, yeah. And it's just sitting there. And yeah. it's like, I really only wanted three bites of this. I want every single app on the menu and then I want dessert. Yes. This only does not apply in terms if it's applied to pizza, but I don't think this is no. Pizza's arguably an appetizer. Well, also, what would the appetizer be for pizza? Salad? Like, that's what I'm saying. In that context, it doesn't work. But any other context, it totally works. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so yeah. That, that was a good one. That was yeah. actually hard. I actually had to really think about that. Well, that was And same, dessert, same I kind of like. Lasso thing. I would, and I fucks with. Right. Like, it, you could. it's same with Ted Lasso. You can't have it all the time. It's no. too sweet. Mm-mm. You know? Apps, there's variety. Oh, I loved that. Good yeah. job. Good for us. Okay. Well, you guys can always write into the show with episode requests at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com or you can DM us at amidoingthisrightpod. Also, if you have something going on in your life and you want to write in for random advice, we will read Wait, it anonymously. We renamed it, didn't we? Solicited advice. Solicited advice. Oh, oh yes. It's called solicited advice. We did realize um, we fully solicited. Yes. Um, solicited advice. You can email us your problem, your question, and we will answer it live on the podcast anonymously. Mm-hmm. And we love you guys, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you. Goodbye. Bye.